Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And to one and all in the United States, in Canada, and around the world, a happy Labor Day weekend to each and every one of you. If you'd like to uh, check us out on any of the social media sites, it's Exxon Radio TV. If you'd like to send me an email, Exxon at Exxon Radio TV.com. And if you, for all the programming we have available for you 24 7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel that is exclusive to Simul TV, www.simultv.com. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Philip Syracusa, and he is the author of the book entitled The Horsefly Chronicles. He was born in 1967 in Staten Island, New York. He grew up in a household of eight. Phil's adventure with the mafia began when he became a bouncer at a couple of local bars in his hometown. Now, when they got word of his gift, they asked him for guidance from the other side. Phil ventured into bodybuilding and owned several fitness centers uh, throughout his career. In 1999, he married his wife, Julia, has four boys, and resides in eastern Pennsylvania. Now, he currently works in sales within the telecommunication industry. What makes this story so interesting and unique is that Philip was born with a spiritual attachment that followed him through an open porthole. The spiritual entity remains with him to this very day. Now, uh, to, to find out more about Philip after the show this hour, visit his uh, Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Philip dot Syracusa dot. Uh, there's no nothing after dot. It's just Philip dot Syracusa. And uh, joining me now is Philip. And Philip, welcome to the Exxon. Oh, thank you for having me on. It's a great pleasure. Um, what was it like working as a bouncer for the Mafia? It was a different type of lifestyle. Um, I got to learn how they live, mm-hmm. what they do. And, um, you know, I'm from Staten Island, New York, and 30%, 40% of, of New York and Staten Island especially is within the organized crime family. A lot of roots mm-hmm. there. So I found it quite interesting, made a lot of friends, and uh, got to know, like I said, how, how they actually work. I think a lot of people uh, listening tonight uh, have uh, a Hollywood idea of what that family life is like after watching The Goodfellas with Ray Liotta and um, 
who else was in that? Uh, Robert De Niro and, and other movies. How far from the movies were the actual lives within those families? Not far at all. No way. Now, now you were born with a gift or an attachment. Can you tell us about that? So the Horsefly Chronicles is my life story. Mm-hmm. I'm a man who some people don't believe in, in a heaven or a hell. And I was there in both. I didn't die in this lifetime. It's where I remember starting, dying in a previous lifetime, in an explosion. And when I talk about being born through an open portal, mm-hmm. spiritual attachments came with me through the other side. And I didn't know that up until adolescence when I started to have nightmares that turned into night tremors. And the difference is, is that the night tremor, you'd wake up and still see the same entities and demons and scary faces wow. that were a dream. And as I became, got older, they started to get darker in attachments as far as like the dark shadows. And back in the 70s, it was dismissed as a bad dream. Parents mm-hmm. didn't want to hear about it. Yeah, right. Very few people believed in ghosts or anything. So it was a really hard thing to talk about to anybody. So when would you have these bad dreams and then bring these attached entities from the dream state into this present day third dimensional reality that we live in? So the dreams were just, you know, spirits communicate through different ways. Mm-hmm. One of the ways is through deep meditation or when you're in a dream state. Right. When you're in a dream state, especially through adolescence, your mind is very clear and your thoughts are clear. So there's no static going through of when you become older in life and all your environment around you. So anything that's spiritual, if they want to connect at that point in time, it's the time they actually do it. Okay. So... The attachment did not come from the dream. I just want to clarify that. The attachment came from the other side. And the way I explain it is that we live in a three-dimensional world. Mm -hmm. As if you put three balloons together, we're in the middle, and there's two side by side. And they could slip through to all dimension, the spiritual world. Now, you said that you were in heaven and you were in hell. First of all, tell me what heaven was like. Heaven... It, the words are very hard to describe heaven in the English language because it's beyond perfection. Wow. You know, a lot of people ask me today, does it actually, is it real? Does it exist? Mm-hmm. Will I go there? I don't know who goes to heaven, but heaven is so beautiful. It's pure. So you don't have to talk to people. They can read your mind. You feel the emotion of every single thing around you in heaven. There's tremendous gardens that are just absolutely astonishing. Um, And the feeling of warmth and love and peace is like no other feeling that we would encounter here in the physical world. It's like we're all connected. It's one big connection. And then people ask me as well, like, well, do I just see my family that I know Mm -hmm. in this lifetime? The answer is no. We have extended families. There's so many people that when you cross over, and you do go there, you will be like, I'm home. This is home. It's beyond perfection. It, it's, it's nature at its, its fullest, um, and your soul is complete when you're there. Phil, how has your gift affected your religious beliefs? I do not go to church. 
Um, I was raised Catholic. I went to a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. A lot of the lifestyle that I live does not correlate to any kind of religion. It's not written that way. And I believe that, you know, again, I don't disrespect anybody's beliefs or religion, but the way it's handed down, um, it's not what I've experienced in my lifetime. Could that be one of the reasons, Phil, in, in your opinion, and, and uh, we, we fully understand and appreciate the fact that you're, you're not saying anything negative about anyone's religion. Is it possible that the reason why people are falling out of religious philosophies these days is because it, it, there are so many varying reports from people who have crossed over or those who have communicated through mediums totally different than the way that we have been taught to believe in theology. And theology has stayed in the past as, and society has progressed. That's very true. It's absolutely 100% true what you're saying. Um, when we hear about people crossing over, going through the tunnel Mm -hmm. and the light, and it's not their time, it's all different than the way it's written. And again, the simplest of words can't explain it, but heaven does exist. It's not somewhere that's within the physical world. It's it's another dimension that you slip through. Um, And when you're there, your soul takes the perfect shape and, and who you really are. Um, we change its energy um, and you see yourself as, as a very pure loving person and everybody around you and that's the bright side of my life experience and is also a very dark side well to I, it as well I, we'll talk about the dark side when we come back from a break on which I have to take in about a minute from now um, but quick question when you were on the other side when you went to heaven did you see any of the the deities that, that we are taught that do believe? For example, did you see God? Did you see Jesus? Did you see any other religious leaders? Not at all. No, I... Not at all. And that's why, again, I have a, a different opinion on mm-hmm. the way people are taught and versus the way it really is through someone's experience. And, you know, people ask me, well, did you ever see God or anything? You, It's everywhere. That's the best way I could describe it. He, it's this and higher energy is yeah. everywhere, and it knows everything about you. You're connected to it. You don't have to see it. You can feel it. You're all one, part of yes. the part of the the greater being. Uh, we have yes. to take our commercial break. Please stand by, Philip. Thank you so much for joining us on this Labor Day weekend. And Exxon Nation, speaking about seeing God today, Sir Paul McCartney of the Beatles said that he met God during a psychedelic trip. Wow, there you go. From Paul's ears to God's ears, I guess. And still, we don't know. There's still that controversy and that conspiracy theory that Paul is actually dead. And I guess uh, Elvis Presley is working at a gas station somewhere in Texas. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can still get the X-Chronicles newspaper 724-365 online with our compliments at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. 
Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232.com. Exonation, Philip Carr Circusa uh, is our special guest for this hour. His Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash philip.syracusa. And uh, we're talking to um, Philip about his new book entitled The Horsefly Chronicles. Uh, Philip, you told us what it was like in heaven. What was hell like? Hell, again, is r- the way it's written. And the way it really is, is two different things. Um, it's everything that can be incomplete, unsatisfactory, and the most painful place to be. It's complete darkness, mm-hmm. uh, evilness. And people ask me, well, if you've experienced hell, what does it look like? And I can describe it as well. Hell looks like the inside of a, vol- a volcano. Right. Um, it's it's absolutely tremendous. There's hundreds and hundreds of levels with cubbies. Um, what do demons look like off fears? And that's how Satan plays off of us. It's the fear that uh, everybody has a different fear, and that's how these demons transform themselves to terrorize us, bring fear to us, intimidate us, and bring pain. Why did you go to hell? When I was in heaven, mm-hmm. I was running through fields. Um, I remember this girl with blonde hair and blue eyes, very angelic. Mm-hmm. And we stopped abruptly, and she looked at me and says, you have to go, but I will come back for you. And I says, go where? And in a flash, on the blink of an eye, I was completely pulled into darkness as if I was no longer in heaven. And all the love and the feeling of, of warmth and happiness I had was gone. And now I just took in pure evilness. I was null and void and scared. Um, but she knew where I had to go. So people ask me, well, why hell? Yeah. You know, I'm not a psychic or a medium, but I'm a person who's, I would say, a messenger to others. Mm-hmm. You know, the life that I live is very, very difficult but yet I'm helping people get through their things as well. Hell is just pure evilness, and yes, it does exist, but it's not exist in the way it's written. So 
do you think or do you believe that you were given the experience of going to heaven and then going to hell in order to set the record straight, so to speak, through your Horsefly Chronicles? Some people um, have different types of experiences. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people ask me, well, if they really exist, are these entities still present within your life? And the answer is yes. Um, you know, that's what the Horsefly Chronicles is based off of, this whole thing, this a person who's transformed from heaven to hell and then being born and remember being born and started to have the tremors and the, and the fears and starting to see these things as dark shadows, which were negative entities only to come into my lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a balance that you try to go through a mental and physical balance when you're dealing with these things. So would it be safe to say that the experience that you had in heaven and then in hell were from past lives? Yes. Okay. Now, what did you do in that past life that brought you up to heaven? And then what was it in another past life that you did that was so wrong that put you in hell? That's a very good question, and the only part of the past life that I remember before being pulled into heaven, right. I, was in, I was Indian, um, we were sitting around a campfire, there was three of us, and there was an explosion. That's the last thing I remember from that past life. And it's as if there was a, some kind of a bomb that went off, and then we were all dead. We no. just all crossed. That is the last part I remember of that past life before being transmitted to heaven. Okay, so it was during after your after your existence on this plane. Yes, that you as as a, as a Native American that you went to heaven. So what happened so bad in the next incantation or the next life that you led here that put you in hell? Whatever it was that killed me, mm -hmm. for some reason I was brought to heaven um, and then hell to as a testament to me to see how I'm going to live in this lifetime, oh, I, I okay. believe. All right, so this, this last, so it was during this last lifetime that you led before this time that you had the experience of heaven and hell after being uh, blown up as a Native American. Yes. Okay. Now, did you read? Did you have constant recall of these lifetimes, or was there regression hypnotherapy involved? Not at all. In fact, I had asked people throughout years if they mm -hmm. could bring me back, uh, but no one would do it. People were afraid to get involved with bringing me back uh, because of what's going on here in my life. Um, they feel like some of these attachments might follow them. So it hasn't been done. The only memory that I have of that past life was the explosion mm -hmm. at the very end and who I was, you know, and then and seeing different psychics when I was young and going through the life I was living, yeah. I was trying to get answers and they said I was a very bad person. Why do you think you were pulled through the porthole in the first place? Well, we all go through... This I can explain it all, how this all works, okay. this transformation to every one of us, how this works. 
And again, there's no disrespect intended, but this is what I go, I've been through. We understand. People talk about this light that they, they go to, this tunnel of mm -hmm. light, and they get sucked in very, very quickly. It's like a wormhole. It's like a vacuum cleaner hose. You feel like you're getting sucked in very fast. Right. When you're sucked in, this is the portal taking you from one dimension to the other. Now, now I talked in the beginning of the show about the three balloons that the we're in the middle. Okay. And it's one on the left and one on the right. Mm -hmm. So you're getting pulled to another dimension. Each balloon is a dimension. You're getting pulled through it. And heaven and hell are different dimensions as well. You get pulled through these different channels. And it depends on the life that you live. Some people, I believe, through my experience, if you lived a very vicious, hateful life and a life of crime, that you're probably not going to go to heaven. You're, you're going to deal with the consequences that your soul has encountered here. And it's going to be very, it's very bad and grim. In the spiritual world, when you cross over, uh, there's no time. It does not exist. We made up this time. The only thing I had when I was in hell... The only thing was was fate that I would get out of there. And at the last part of hell that I did remember that I want to share because it's very important is I remember this pinhole of light coming from this top, this lookalike volcano. It was a small light. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's just impossible to reach me. But it slowly came to me and reached me and started to pull me in the portal, the vortex, right. however you want to label it. I call it the light of God. Um, it's a higher energy light where it brings you in and then pulls you through very, very, very quickly. And then you start to have this remembrance and your feelings and you take back everything that your soul had gained from a past lifetime. Do you fear death? No, no, we never die. Um, and I could share that with the world is that we were there was no creation and there will be no end. Um, there is no beginning. We never we never truly die. It's just the transformation of energy that we go on through different lifetimes. That's how it works. I, and people ask me, well, if you went to heaven, why would you be back here again? Yeah. Again, some people, there's not an answer for everything because if there, it just doesn't exist. But the only answer is the life that I live and the people that I'm helping and mm -hmm. what I'm going through, I'm, I'm more of a messenger to teach people that these things do exist. Um, and there's also a battle going on between good and evil. So it sounds as if the higher, the, the better life you live, the higher your vibration is. The, the less of a good life that you live, the lower your vibration is. If you have a high vibration, you go to heaven. If you have a low vibration, you go to hell. Am I right? Yes, this, this is how it works. If you fill up a glass of water mm -hmm. and you were just born and, and there's a, a glass of water there, everything that you do bad, a little bit of that water comes out of that glass. Right. Everything throughout your lifetime, whether you live to be one years old, one month old, you don't know any better. Um, you're pretty much going to go back if you did cross to heaven. If you lived a lifetime and you've done a lot of bad things, that water becomes depleted and that's your soul. And once your soul is depleted, there's no more higher vibration. There's no more uh, this colorful aura around it. It's gone. It's finished and it gets pulled into it's vulnerable 
and it gets pulled into darkness. But I want everyone to understand that it's not forever. That's very important to understand that we measure things through time, but there's time does not exist and there is no forever. It may feel that way on the other side, but it doesn't exist like that. Philip, stand by, my friend. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour in Nation. Philip Syracuse as our special guest, and his um, you can find him on Facebook. And the name of his new book is entitled The Horsefly Chronicles. And uh, Philip and I will be back on the other side of this break as the Exxon continues around the world from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Xena FM, Simul Radio, and Simul TV. I'm Rob McConnell. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Don't go away. Explanation, uh, Philip Syracuse as our special guest this hour. You can find him on Facebook. The name of his book, The Horsefly Chronicles. And, uh, Philip, what was it like growing up as a teen and uh, as an adolescent, uh, you know, having these spirit attachments with you? So, back in the 70s and early 80s, mm-hmm. through adolescence, then the beginning of teenage years, the dark shadows that I talked about that transpired from night tremors, I would see them fly by really quick, you know, but... Back then, I, I would think that it was bad lighting in the home. Sure. Um, I wasn't paying much attention to it as a teenager up until I started to hear voices that came from nowhere. And um, when that started to happen, I started to feel this negative energy around me, this suppression, this um, like you're walking through a fog after a rainstorm, very, very staticky. And you don't feel right. And, and but that's when these things start to come around, these spirits, entities, whatever you want to call them. And they know everything. You know, the spiritual world is way, way ahead of us. And they kind of know what we're going to do, do before we actually do it. And going through that was very hard because I tried to talk to my parents or family about that. And it got dismissed and talked to friends and you know, did you see that shadow or do you hear anything? And most people didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. But luckily, luckily, at the age of 19, I had a friend whose mo- mother was a psychic that worked for the police department. And um, I says, I need to talk to your mother. And, and, I, and I was telling her what I was going through. And she says, well, you know, come over the next weekend and um, I'll have a Ouija board and let's see what's following you. Now, she doesn't know my family or anybody, and 
I went to the home and she's doing the board and she says, don't touch it. I'm going to do this and see what's going on with you. And she says that there's three spirits around me. Um, and, and some of them are to antagonize, uh, cause chaos within my life. One of them is to try to guide me. And she was explaining that people that were in my lifetime that died mm-hmm. in this, in this physical lifetime are trying to talk to me to give me messages to, to give other people, um, aunts and uncles. And I'll never forget that she came up with these names that were 100% on. Hmm. And I was enlightened by that. This is I was 19 years old, and I remember telling my um, Aunt Mary, I says, Uncle Jerry came through the board, through a psychic, and he says, if you don't stop the smoking, you're going to wind up where he is. And um, she, she went into detail with that, and, and I did tell the aunt, and she was touched by it. You know, She was like, how, how do you connect with that? And I believe that some of us are lighthouses. I don't call myself a psychic or a medium, but some of us, the spirits will try to connect to give the messages through and use other people, whether it's a pendulum, scrying, a Ouija board, um, any kind of tool. And if there's enough intent, they can get through a little bit stronger, the spiritual world. And after that point, I think that the lighthouse that... I was partially became a full light where the spirits knew that they could actually communicate with me. What are some of the messages that you have received and who are these messages for? Some of the messages I received were pure evil. Um, They were here to ruin my life. Actual entities from the other side, no names. They will never give a name. And... I remember having a couple of other psychics get involved trying to communicate, but it just got very bad where these entities would make people get sick, ill. They wouldn't feel right. They'd have to stop the session. Um, And then there was this one spirit named Sarah who's still with me today who we met back in the early 90s in Staten Island, New York, through a Ouija board. And um, she was somebody who said that she died here in, in New York. She was murdered. She was no older than between the ages of 11 and 13. And she looks at me as like a father figure. Um, and she's very, very powerful. Now, you know, we asked her to prove her existence because a lot of this stuff is hard to believe. And she proved everything she was saying and was teaching us how this actually works. How did she prove it, Philip? So, in 1995, in Staten Island, it was me, my sister, my ex-girlfriend, and my mom, and Sarah had came through on the Ouija board as we were trying to connect with whatever was following me, and, and this girl says, my name is Sarah. And of course, I didn't believe it. No one believed it. And I says, well, if you're really a girl named Sarah, prove it. I asked my mom to go upstairs in the bedroom and do something, and if there's really a spirit ghost in this house that's following me she's going to tell us in the kitchen what's going on downstairs so my mom went upstairs and put a hairbrush under the napkin in the top drawer of her dresser and on the Ouija board she's seen exactly what she's doing and my mom came down told us exactly what she did and she goes I'm going to tell you something else she goes there's a rock in between the bottom of your mom's 
muffler and her car, the muffler's hanging down. You have to get the rock got stuck there. So we all run outside, and there's a big rock holding the muffler down. <laughs> and I started to realize that this girl was no joke. She's actually here. And I asked her, can you see us? Yes. But you can't see me, but you can feel my presence when I'm around. And she goes, I'm here to stay until you cross over. So would she be like a guardian angel for you? I thought she would be a guardian angel up until about a month ago when we were connecting with her mm -hmm. here at the Horsefly Chronicles home. And it's just somebody who was kidnapped and murdered and never found. And somehow, um, when I was go down at my uh, darkest points in the early 90s, she felt enough intent to come to me as she was, they call it drifting, like they're floating through to connect with me and try to help me through this lifetime. Well, let me ask you this. Are there such things as guardian angels? Most definitely. Most definitely there is. We're not alone. Mm -hmm. We're guided. Uh, but sometimes these guardian angels will back off if a person is not living the life they should live as far as the fulfillment, that the things they're supposed to be doing. If they're crossing a lot of the red tape lines and things to that nature, they kind of go away. Right. They go away. But when a person, and I'll, I'll tell you how this works too, is like when a person prays for somebody that's dying in the hospital, we prayed for a saint or someone to help that person get healed. Right. Well, the opposite side of that is that when you're down and out and yet you've lived a bad life and you've done bad things, there's also dark entities that will come as well because they can, because they're allowed. They're allowed because that your, your energy around you, that high vibrational energy, it's like a guitar chord. It's, it's fading away and that vibration is not moving anymore and you're vulnerable so they can actually come into your life and try to destroy you. It seems that there are a lot more shadow figures and dark entities that people are experiencing these days. Do you have any idea, based on your experiences, about going to heaven, going to hell, as well as the attachments you have, why this is? I think that the world um, as a whole, the spirits, are, there's more spirits here than ever before. Mm -hmm. um, and that only means through my knowledge, is that something is about to happen in the near future. Again, I'm not playing psychic here, but yeah. from my knowledge, they usually come around, so many of them, because something sinister is about to take place. Are they? And here? they're trying to help. Ah, okay, so they're trying to help. You, you said that there was no beginning and there is no end. But... How do we explain the existence of spirits if there is no beginning? Because how can there be a begin no beginning but be no end? So how it works is that, and again, this is coming straight from Sarah, sure. the spirit. She's, she's taught me and others so much mm -hmm. what it's like. So the no beginning and no end is when you cross over She's an earthbound spirit. Um, she hasn't gone to heaven or hell. She's earthbound. Right. So, but they we're energy. We're all energy, and mm -hmm. that 
when she wants to go, but she said she's not going till until I'm ready to cross over, why I don't know, um, she'll be there on the other side. So when your question is, well, then how do you become a ghost? A ghost is someone who does not want to leave the physical plane. No, and that, they, that, no that wasn't my question. My question was, earlier you said that there is no beginning, there is no end. And I'm trying to understand, well, if there are these spirits, where did they start from? What is There the... was no starting point. But how do we explain the existence if there is no starting point? The way she explained it, it's through the conscious mind that it, it gets pretty deep yeah. on a short radio show. But how it's explained to me is that we made it up through the consciousness of who we are. All right, stand, stand by. We've got to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation, our guest this hour, is uh, Philip Syracusa. And his. Uh, you can find out more about Philip on Facebook. The name of his book is The Horsefly Chronicles. And we'll be back here in the Exxon on the other side of the short break as we wrap up this hour. As we always do, talking about the... You know, the world of pa the paranormal and the science of parapsychology right here from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Happy Labor Day weekend, everyone. Facebook.com forward slash Philip.Syracusa is uh, his website. His name is Philip Syracusa. And the name of his book, The Horsefly Chronicles, which is available on Amazon.com as well as all other online bookstores as well as Brick and Martyr. Uh, bookstores. Philip, how did your attachments, your gifts, your ability to go back and forth in a previous lifetime to heaven and hell, how did this affect your connection with the mafia? Well, I was involved, you know, as I was a bouncer back mm -hmm. in the day, um, I got involved uh, because pretty much they would only hire people that uh, had a vowel and their last name, and um, they trusted. So there was this one person who killed an FBI officer in Staten Island, New York, and um, they knew it was part of a, a family member, but if they caught him, mm -hmm. that he would take down a big portion of the mafia, and they had to find him. And I think today, still to this day, it fascinates me and scares me at the same time how this all played out, but... I owned a fitness center, and I remember a couple of them coming in and like, we need to find this guy. So, you know, they were joking around, do what you got to do, use your spiritual gifts, whatever. And it's like a try. Sure. And then uh, one night we took out the board, and um, there was two well-known mafia people and me, and uh, they were asking for this one person, I can't mention the name, that they were looking for, and sure as hell, um, the name came through and this is, this is where this guy is. And now these are the spirits that were whacked by this one guy who also killed an FBI officer and did it, you know, they said, well, we'll give it a, give it a shot in the dark, you know? Mm -hmm. And about a, a week later in, uh, Brooklyn, New York, that was that they got him. So let me see if I understand this. Members of the mafia who were looking for 
another member of the mafia who gave information to to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Am I am I right there? No, no, no. Who no. murdered an FBI officer? Oh, oh, they're looking for the guy who murdered the FBI officer. Yes. Okay. And you were able to get the information using a Ouija board and the spirits yes. on the other side. Yes. Okay. And, you know, it, it's it's weird because the spirits on the other side knew the mafia people mm-hmm. that were on the board with me. And I didn't know these people. And these were people that were whacked, that were killed. Right. Um, and and they, they wanted nothing more than this one guy to be taken down and found. How did you feel after it was discovered that this person whose location that you gave to members of the mafia were, was killed? I felt good. Why? Because he deserved it. He, he was a, per, a ruthless person. Mm-hmm. He was, if he was labeled the demon himself, you know, in the physical world, he oh, was just okay. a real nightmare to a lot of people. And he had, he got what he, what he deserved. Um, are, are the spirits still attached to, I mean, besides the young little girl who's between 11 and 13, are other spirits attached to you? Yes. How many? I don't know. I would still think about three spirits. So I want everyone and yourself to, to know this is that, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm saying right now is sometimes hard to believe, understand, digest how one man can go through these encounters. Mm-hmm. So what I've done in the last five years is I brought the best people in the paranormal world to my home in Eastern Pennsylvania mm-hmm. to do investigations and communicate with these spirits. Um, and most of them are malevolent. They're very, very dark and evil. A couple of them are okay. They're trying to give, um, trying to give answers where a lot of the other ones are very, very demonic. And again, some people don't believe in demons and I could tell you straight out, Mm -hmm. they do exist. They don't walk around with horns and pitchforks. They walk around as your fears and they know how to take you down in a second. And how they take you down as a person who has any kind of alcohol addiction, drug, temper, they will find the pinhole within a person's soul and open it wide open so they could actually destroy you if they want to. And I've seen this happen over and over again. They're very hard to remove. Um, Anybody who claims that they can remove negative entities, I have yet to see it because I've had the best here. And to this day... The only thing that does happen is they come back full force and they, they reach havoc within the family. What the interesting part about the Horsefly Chronicles and the investigations that have been pl- taking place here is that somehow there is a connection now. It's not the same thing, mm-hmm. but there is a connection between alien and demons. Um, and I don't know why, but we get a lot of these things in code sometimes that have nothing to do with a spiritual voice coming through like a growl. And we're trying to still understand that and dissect that at the same time. All right, let me, let, let me just roll the, roll the uh, time back a little bit. You said that there's a connection between aliens and demons? Most definitely. How do you know that? We had a back about four years ago. It was me, an investigator here. Um, we had all the equipment. I was in the living room. We were watching TV, just to, trying to take a break. Mm-hmm. And that we, about five minutes later, it was nine o'clock at night, 
we walked into the kitchen. It's 1130. And that was impossible. And that happened once. That was impossible. So there was a, so, so there was missing time? An hour and a half. So what? Now, when you you say you had these investigators, these well-known investigators, who, which ones did you have at your house? I don't bring up names on the radio uh, for privacy. If they want to, they can actually speak. It, it's, uh, you know, everybody wants their own privacy. But most of the people that you would see on television oh. have been. Okay. Um, and what we try to we're trying to rule out, but yet there's this sequence of there's alien connection. So almost simultaneously, almost, not every time, as there is negative entities around. And we're trying to figure that out. One of the best experiences that ever took place at the Horsefly Chronicles home was two years ago. We had a team in the basement, mm-hmm. and we had a separate team in the backyard. Okay. The team in the basement caught the apparitions of ghosts. The team in the backyard seen something shooting away from over the house. Um, again... There's some kind of connection going on there, and then when the equipment is used, whether it's an echo echo box or um, some kind of EVP session, there's mm-hmm. some kind of codes coming through at the same time that there's a growl coming through. So we're trying to dissect that. But I will say, through my encounters and pictures on my Facebook, on YouTube, you type in the Horsefly Chronicles on Google, search, you'll see who's been here. And you'll see some of the pictures that look like some of these grays that why, people have looked about for years. Why do you call it the Horsefly Chronicles home or house? It's not labeled the Horsefly Chronicles because whenever something bad is about to happen, a black fly or a, or a horsefly will circle around when something very, very negative is about to take place. And it's not often. Um, that's where we got the name from. And Chronicles is because it's continuous. This has never came to an end. And some people, you know, again, when you watch uh, TV shows or a movie mm-hmm. and the happy ending, that's a fairy tale. There's no happy ending when you live this life. Because trying to remove spirits that stick around, again, I have not, I have not seen it done. And we've tried everything through deliverance, exorcism of the property. And it just seems like there's a lot of trickery involved. And the trickery is that they'll come back when they want to on their watch because that time does not exist for them. And then they just come back a lot stronger. And when they do come back, coincidentally, again, you could look at some of the pictures I have out there. You're going to look at things that look like alien-type figures. Right. And shapeshifters. So, You know, this is not me taking these pictures. These are pictures that are out there through investigations that have been done here. Again, there's no 1,000% answer, but there's a connection between both. What does your wife and family think about your... your... Well, my wife goes through it, too. You know, this is not an easy place to... But but what uh, what I'm talking about is how does she feel about... Uh, paranormal investigators coming into her home and just, you know, with the children there. Isn't this, isn't that a little bit disruptive at times? At first, we had no intentions of doing it. Then why did you? And because it was the, whatever was happening was getting worse. Uh-huh. We we bought the home in, in June of 2010. It's a beautiful home. It's not old at all. It's built in 96 mm-hmm. in an estate neighborhood. Nothing you would think of a haunting if you even looked at the picture. But about six months in, little things started to happen. Um, my my son, who 
we made a room in the basement, said toys were going off. And, you know, I was working long hours in New Jersey. I was trying to dismiss all this stuff. But then there was a lot of friction, a lot of negative energy in the house, a lot of fighting and arguments. And I was trying to dissect it. And it just kept getting worse and worse. And then we just started hearing weird things in the walls, like scratching, which I thought was squirrels or sure. something to that nature. Mm -hmm. But then my wife caught an actual voice um, that says, let me do injustice. Watch. And that's on YouTube. It's pretty scary. All right, Philip, I that's... hate to do this, but we've run out of time. I want to thank you for joining us tonight here in the Exxon. And Exxon Nation, if you'd like to find out more about Philip, all you need to do is uh, just Google his name. So we've got spirits, heaven, hell, a connection between ghosts, spirits, and uh, extraterrestrials, and a bunch of paranormal investigators who, because of privacy, he doesn't want to let us know who they are, but you can find out on his website. I'll be back on the other side of this break. You try and figure this one out. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. <laughs>